The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rosa Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited about being back in front of the microphone this week with you because I am so excited to be talking about this topic. And I'll be talking about this topic probably for the next month and a half. Um, I want to kind of go into November talking about this because I think as we all get prepared for the holidays, that's when, unfortunately, and fortunately for some people, we start thinking about the new year. And most of the time when we're thinking about the new year, we're thinking a lot about our goals and the things we did or didn't accomplish. But one of the most um, profound things I wanted to talk about with you all today is your personal relationship with God. And I wanted to bring this topic up because I feel like I have learned over this year and I won't go super deep into that but just practices and things that have been very helpful and what has been the most grounding thing and I wanted to talk about what is the most grounding thing you could ever do in your faith um, and then give you three points to make that most grounding thing more efficient also more valuable to you. And so as I go through this, I'm going to be kind of popping in some things for you related to um, this amazing product that I just designed and created um, that I'm so excited to share with you and also kind of tell you about when it'll be released um, so that you can get your hands on it because I have been itching for you all to know about this for literally months. So let's get into it. So the thing that is the most grounding thing you could ever do in your faith is spend time with God. And this can be a very complicated topic for some people. And so I'll give you some background on why this is probably the most grounding thing you could ever do in your faith. Because I think it's oftentimes forgotten when we are spending a lot of time in our lives doing other things. We get really busy. We have a lot of demands. But it is probably the most grounding thing you could ever do because it is one of the things that Jesus exemplified often. And so when we talk about Jesus spending time with God, he often really went away um, from the disciples. He often went with the disciples to go to do this with them. But also this was his ultimate thing he did to receive power, connection, and also honor. So most of the time when we saw Christ, He always honored the father. And most of the time he was very humble in in all times. He was humble to honor the father because of his personal relationship that he had with God. And so there were many times throughout scripture that Jesus pulled away from him to spend time with God. And he often withdrew. He would, there are multiple scriptures that talked about, he would pray all night. There were multiple scriptures that talked about, He will pull away to a place to go spend time with God. He talks about prayer and fasting Um, during the time when he was praying and fasting for those 40 days and 40 nights. The Holy Spirit pulled him away to the wilderness for that reason. And so 
oftentimes I feel like, especially in the faith, we don't talk about the practicality of what it looks like to spend time with God. We often give very, um, you know, simple ways of find time to spend time with God. But like, what does this really look like? And why is this really necessary? Because I think when you do something, it becomes it's necessary for you when it's valuable to you. Spending time with your family is valuable to you because your kids are growing up. You want to get that time. Taking care of your body or eating healthy foods is valuable to you because you want to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, Working on your business or working your job is super valuable to you because you want to be able to make a paycheck. And so we often kind of look at time with God as sometimes not the same. And I want to talk about that in a more personal context. And then I want to give you some more practical things of like why this is necessary. And so to give perspective, I want to say that I personally believe that my time with God has always been sporadic. Um, There's not often really I've ever had just like a set time, set place all the time. Um, Lately, it's been in the morning time, very early Um, usually I spend time with God very early in the morning because I am an early bird, but I know people who are night owls and they spend time with God at night. And what I have found is that when I am struggling in my faith or I'm going through a difficult season, time with God sometimes just goes out the window. Um, but oftentimes even when I am in, or I feel like I'm in a good season with God, I can often get too busy to where that time can kind of dwindle and flicker a little bit and it's not as much as a priority as it used to be. And so because of that, I have often felt also at times where when I've gotten deep in my relationship with God, God will begin to reveal things to me about myself that I don't want to deal with. And so I'll often avoid him. I will often not talk to him or just kind of avoid that time because it's requiring more of me to be before him or pray more or be in my word more and those things and and sometimes my desire is not to do that and so I think we don't talk about how you go through ebbs and flows in your relationship with God just like any other person you can feel there are seasons where you're extremely close to God and then there are seasons where you feel distant and then there are seasons where you're close to God but God's quiet or there may be seasons where You're struggling with an internal conflict. I do believe that, especially throughout my own personal um, healing process through therapy, that there were multiple times where I really struggled because I was internally warring with letting something go or experiencing a breakthrough or deliverance with something of some sort. And it was just a hard time for me spiritually. And then there have been moments where I've experienced extreme um, hardship And God was like the last person I would want to go to. And as often as we would like to think about it, usually he's the first person we should go to. But there can be these feelings sometimes for me that I have felt where I may not get an answer right away. So I don't feel like going to God and asking him that because I don't feel like he's going to answer right away. Um, Or I feel like I can handle this on my own and deal with it in my own hands. Or that I can just outright be prideful and just be angry with the Lord about whatever might be happening. And so because we feel these things, we naturally feel them because we have sin in the world. And sin separates us from God. 
And I'm not saying that to be like you are. Um, no, I am saying that to be like you. We are sinful people, but also sometimes we don't recognize that we're sinning or we or we're experiencing a prideful heart or our heart is hard against God or that we're avoiding him or that we're truly we've made an idol out of certain things or that your even your season with God and your time with him may look different. And so I can remember when I first had Elijah, I didn't wake up and open my Bible. A lot of my time with God was having worship music playing throughout the house. And as I was taking care of my son, sometimes my time with God, I remember there was one time I remember I was uh, pumping. It was in the middle of the night and the Holy Spirit told me to sleep the next day. And later I realized that that rest was an act of worship because I needed my body to rest so that could be my full best. But humbly, I didn't want to do that. Pridefully, I wanted to be like, no, I can handle all this stuff. But truly, like, it was an act of worship for me to rest my body so that could be the best for my baby. And so these are examples of things that are natural that happen in our lives. But we, we can become so critical of ourselves, especially about our time with God, because we do not understand that there are seasons for everything. But also that our way of ignoring God or putting things before him can be very subtle, very, very, very subtle. Um, And time with God looks different again for every season. So I wanted to bring that up as a means to help you understand that it's the most grounding thing you could ever do because it always puts you back into a place of alignment to know that of what God wants for you, but also what he, who he is. Because there are oftentimes and throughout the Bible, God is often always reminding us of who we are and who he is. And we have to be constantly reminded of it because our, we are lambs. We are sheep. We are, we will literally go wherever and we need a shepherd to keep us in order. And so time with God, time alone with God is that grounding thing. It's almost like your lifeline because you need that to move in this world. And so I know for me, I went through a, t- a really bad season this year and it was just really hard. And I can remember a lot of times having really bad thoughts of myself, bad thoughts of like, I don't even know if this is even what I want to do anymore. This faith thing, it just not ever wanted to walk away from the faith, but just because I was so in my pride around a lot of things that, again, time with God was sporadic. It wasn't consistent. And it really wasn't until about July that I began to get back into my natural routine of getting into my word and reading. And in the beginning of it, y'all, God didn't really say much to me. He didn't really say much. And I know there's often an expectation of, you know, wanting God to immediately answer things, but truly you have to sometimes be persistent before the father to hear him because you can sometimes be so pulled back that you can't even recognize his voice. You may need to go through repentance. You may need to go through um, a, a moment of prayer, just truly seeking. And the Bible says to seek God. You don't just stop in one sitting. And so as I began to like do that more consistently, I started to begin to really see that, oh, wow, I am experiencing pride. 
the Holy Spirit slowly started to receive things to me in my persistence. And, you know, how powerful for me to think because I just did it one time or two times that God is supposed to just do it right when I expect him to. But truly, I believe God was trying to get me to be consistent before him to understand the habit of time with him and why it was necessary. And so I want to share that with you first before we get into the points, because I think it's necessary for you to kind of understand the grounding of why this is so important. Um, But in just kind of explaining some, um, you know, important parts of retreating, it's healthy for you as a believer to pull away to go to God. It is grounding for you as a believer to seek the heart of God, to know what it is for him to for who who he is and what he wants you to do in your life. It is the most um, necessary thing for you to withdraw, to go spend time with God, to understand where you are in a certain season. In Mark one thirty five, it says, rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. So Jesus not only withdrew, but he prayed. And we don't talk about the practice of prayer Um, And people talk about prayer, but like the necessary and the value of it. And it doesn't always have to be early in the morning because there are scriptures that talk about Jesus pulling away even at night and praying. In Luke 6 and 12, it says he went out to the mountain to pray and all night he continued to pray, continued in prayer to God. So he would often leave alone to go commune with the Lord as a means to connect with him and understand what he was doing and also praying for the people around him. And so explore those scriptures and, you know, in your own time of what we should do. But these were things Christ modeled for us. These were habits. Christ's life was the life that we should live as believers, not only walking in miracle signs and wonders, but um, of faith and humility and the, um, the means for understanding the power of this time And so as I kind of get into the points, I want to kind of talk through a little bit about how do you kind of start to build this up? So I personally um, describe my time with God a little bit on it's very practical for me. I come downstairs, I make my coffee, I sit at my desk, I open my time with God journal. I usually write an excerpt based on what the journal prompts are. Uh, the journal prompts are for that day and then I read my devotional and I study the word that's my process in between that time I pray um, there are moments and days where sometimes I don't read my devotional I just pray um, there are times where I don't write there are sometimes I pray and then I just start reading um, there are times where I just read my devotional and read the the, the scripture from the devotional it, but it's still that consistent flow. There are times like this morning, I just did praise and worship and cried and prayed. And so I say that to say, because it's very, needs to be very practical. You want to be able to kind of, it, it be practical and easy for you. So the time with God journal that I created, I wanted for myself, I really created this for myself. I wanted a template that I could follow every single day, no matter what season I was in, that if I was struggling in my time with God, I knew exactly what to say. Because I think oftentimes, and what I've experienced from a lot of people from doing the Time with God challenge is that nobody really has a flow. And a lot of times we need a flow. 
you don't always need to flow with your time with God because again, it can be different. But for a lot of us, we need a flow. And so for me, I created a template for myself that would help me to talk about my feelings with God, um, remind myself who God was, help me understand and um, write out gratitude and also have scriptures that I can meditate on. And the template helped me to also create reflection times or really write out what I was feeling because that was my struggle. I struggled with expressing to God how I felt. I incredibly struggled because I felt like if I share my raw, authentic feelings with you, what am I going to get from this? And I talk about, um, like with the journal, I talk about you have to be vulnerable in order for you to see change with you and even your relationship with God. And so I wanted to create that because I feel like I needed it. And as I used it, I was like, this is bomb. I need to share this with people and then created a journal. So I'm actually selling the journal. Um, it will go on pre-order the end of October. So if you go to the link in the show notes, I talked about in the other podcast, how I was going to do the time with God challenge, but I changed my mind because I feel like this will be more efficient for people, especially if you're someone that likes to do things on your own pace. And I didn't want to limit people to a time frame to order the journal. So if you purchase the journal on pre- during pre-order, the pre-orders will go for a certain period of time. I will start them at the end of October. But if you order the journal during pre-order, you'll not only receive the physical copy of the journal or the iPad version. So if you have a digital um, tablet and you use it to write, you can order the iPad version or tablet version, or you can order the physical copy version. So if you're a person that uses paper or pen, if you order it during the pre-order time, you will receive the classes that I would have taught in the Time With God Challenge, which are how to actually set up your time with God. So what does it look like to have practical time with God? How do you set this up if you're someone who is extremely busy? How do you set this up for yourself if you are in a season where you have a limited amount of time? How do you set this up for yourself if you're someone who has like a busy job or has kids? How do you find the time to create this practical time with God? So I do a whole class on that. You'll also receive another class taught by Dr. Charlotte Walker on how to study the Bible because I also have learned from doing this challenge that people have never been taught how to study the word. Like we have gone through church our whole lives, y'all, and never have been taught how to study the Bible. And so Dr. Charlotte Walker does like an hour and a half class um, where you will be able to get that as well. And then I'm going to do Another class as a bonus, because I never had did this in the challenge before, on authentic vulnerability and repentance. Um, And I'm really excited about that class. Additionally, with that, you will also receive an ebook that you'll be able to have access to that has over 20 devotionals. So devotional books that I love. um, Or book resources. So books that I've either like gotten and I love them. Um, or devotionals that I've enjoyed. And you will also receive in the ebook a sermon list of over 20 sermons. And you'll also receive um, my list of worship music. So I have different 
worship music playlists that are on YouTube that you will be able to have access to in that actual ebook. So you get over 40 different resources and then you'll also get um, the uh, music playlist. So you can essentially go into your time with God with all of these resources. And all of that will be for people who uh, purchase a copy of the Time with God journal during pre-orders. So pre-orders will start um, at the end of October. I will set them to go on pre-order Sunday, October 23rd. I am finalizing a bunch of stuff um, so that the pre-order time can be really good for y'all. And it's a low price. I am giving you essentially, I think between these classes, I'm probably giving you six hours of content in the classes on top of the on top of the ebook and you get the journal and it's going for a really low price. So um, be on the lookout for that if you are interested and you want to be the first one to get it because I am only going to do a limited number of pre-orders because I'm only going to order a number of physical copies of the book, or, I mean of the journal. So you want to be on that list go to the link in the show notes and you will be um, on pre-order and you will be the first ones before it goes to the general public. Uh, So make sure you sign up for that. And I'll be kind of pubbing it to you all throughout the next couple of weeks in the podcast. But I wanted to talk about this really briefly um, to help you kind of understand why this was necessary. Time with God is our lifeline. And so I'm going to close out the episode here. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to talk about the habit of building your time with God, how to build into a habit, a habit versus overwhelming yourself when you're trying to get back into the groove. I'm going to talk a little bit about the requirement of repentance and why repentance is necessary within your relationship with God. And then I'm also going to talk about um, learning to know that we are accepted by God and not condemned because a lot of us feel shame And we feel a lot of condemnation when we experience God and experience our time with him because we think that God is, you know, not going to forgive us. But truly, when God is prep, like convicting us, he's trying to bring us back to a place of close closeness with him. But we are struggling. We may be struggling with sin and not to say that we're condemned to hell because of that. But we have to understand that we are accepted by God and Jesus took that for us. And being able to accept God's forgiveness um, and know what that looks like. Because truly, it's almost as if, and I heard this scenario once um, by somebody that talked about if all your sin was written on a piece of paper, front and back, when you go and take it to God and hand it to him, and he grabs it in his hand, it the, the page goes blank. And he doesn't remember any of your sin. So where you might have a, a page full of so many different things you've done, when he grabs it in his hand and you ask for forgiveness, it goes blank. And he literally does not remember it. And so our sin when we come to God humbly is forgiven. And I want to talk about what it looks like when you accept forgiveness and really accept God's um, um, heart of forgiveness. And so... I want to talk about that over the next couple of weeks, and I think it's going to be bomb. And hopefully this will not only help you, but also bring value back into your time with God. So definitely go into the show notes um, and sign up for pre-order. 
Again, pre-orders will start on Sunday, um, October 23rd. I'm so excited. If you get the iPad version, sis, it's literally bomb. If you get the paper version of the journal, sis, it's literally bomb. And you'll get literally almost six hours of course course video and an ebook with a ton of resources for a very, very low price. And I cannot wait to have it available to you um, in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. I love y'all. Please leave a review of the podcast. Share this podcast with someone if you enjoyed it. And I look forward to talking with you all soon. And I'll see you next week.